Thank you for tuning in to the Feld Podcast. I am your host, Sam Iskavel. Here at the Feld Podcast, we focus on failures and challenges and how our guests have experienced them. Along with that, the lessons that they have learned. Our hope is that you learn something new. And if you're facing challenges, maybe one of our guests can encourage you to keep going. Through the power of conversation and asking the right question, we hope to leave you with insight and wisdom that can help you face your failures and challenges. And on behalf of the Feld Podcast, thank you for listening. And now we want to welcome our guest, Andrew Turner from the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. My friend, how are you doing today? Sam, dude, thanks for having me on the show again. Saved me from Snowmageddon 2023. Yeah, man, I'm so happy to have you here. I know that the 2022 is your year when we're talking about Fort Worth. You were voted number one podcast in Fort Worth, Texas. So far. So 2022 far. was my year so far. So far. So, you know, it's, there's always a running for it next year, but you got my support. I'm so, I was so happy when you received it. You've been putting in a lot of work. You've been having a bunch of great guests and great conversations. And so it was well deserved. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I'm I'm not ever gunning for any particular award other than the Feld Podcast. You're the best trophy that I received. Yeah. In 2022, that's yeah, I got, actually I got yours over there, the Fort Worth Roots plaque that you gave me for oh, your 100th. Nice. Is it 100th yeah. episode that you yeah. did? The 100th episode. Excuse me. 100th episode party that we threw, and you and I, I believe, what was it? Ten other local podcasters. Yeah, that was great. Made sure to acknowledge turnout. you guys because y'all were instrumental in making sure that we got people out there and it was a great turnout. We had 250 plus people at that event. It was. And um, I was glad we went. My wife went and she got to meet you. And so, you know, usually I start off and we you know we start off in the beginning of people's life and we figure out we figure out what they've been through, what challenges and failures they've had that have kind of contributed to who they are today. But I consider you a friend, and so I just want to have just a little uh, chit-chat to open today's show. I want to say, uh, I don't know, I mean, I know you know because I've told you, but I'm saying it here on the podcast so people can realize how important it is to have at least one person who supports you, one person who believes in you, because we're always looking for a lot of support. Like, no, no, I don't want one. I want a million supporters. (laughs) And at the end of the day, the event that we went to, you invited me. That opened the door to so many things. Right. And, and I know you. I know you know now, but you don't realize what it's done. And I'm not the only one who says that. There's other local podcasters who have come on here, and I talked to in private. They said the same thing. They said that that event uh, was thrown in. They got invited by someone else, but it had the same effect on them. And we all have connected. And since then, the community has grown, and we're all collabing and talking, and we all are supporting each other, but you're the one who kind of opened that that door for me Man, that's a, with that a, invite. Such a badass compliment, but there's not only myself, but there's a lot of other people inside our little podcast community, you yeah. being one of them, that have uh, bridged the gap and made sure that we've kind of tightened up the Fort Worth pod squad. Yeah. So um, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. It's a it's a very sincere compliment, but there there are a lot of other podcasters out there doing the same thing, and that's what makes our community so great. Yeah, I think Fort Worth has that, and I think I think as long as we keep it up, and and it's not about necessarily being number one. It's nice um, someone is going to pull ahead. I don't know how or when or, or or why, but someone will, 
And the hope is that we're all like close and we're all buddies yeah. so that one gets elevated, we're all elevated with him. And as a city, we can be represented more and more whenever we're talking yeah. podcasts and creativity. I want to see a different podcast in the winter circle every year yeah. for every different nomination. I just appreciate you so much. And I want people to hear me say that and why I'm saying it, because maybe you who are watching or listening, you have the opportunity to invite or open the door or help someone do something that can introduce them to a whole new set of people and then maybe just give them that encouragement that they need at that time. And so that's what you did, man. And so uh, the Fort Worth Roots means uh, so much to me. I've listened to so many of your episodes and and your unique, I'm gonna just say it, your unique interviewing style, you know what I mean? I don't know how you developed it or, where, or who you emulated or if you ever sat down and said, Andrew is going to interview like this, but I think that it's very unique and you own it the way that, that you do it. And so um, keep it up. When we did our episode, I didn't realize it, but you, I always said, now if I go on his show, I'm going to know when he starts. And, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. And yeah, and with everyone, they come in and you do the same thing. You, you, you're talking, blah, 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 and you're already recording. And then, and then by the time you know it, you're 30 minutes in, it's already going. Well, I, you know why I do that. No, no, why? I, I want people to be comfortable. Whenever yeah. you're doing these interviews, it can be kind of... Uh, Stiff. Uh, yeah, it, it makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they show up to my studio, they sit down, they, they've got these preconceived notions of how it's going to go, and, yeah. oh, God, make sure you don't say this. Don't say, um, too many times. You know, they've got all these things in their head that they're worried about. Yeah. And the last thing I want them to worry about is the stress of having some weird person asking crazy questions yeah. and making the environment uncomfortable. So yeah. I just start the recording I and I start talking to them. And well, it works. When I do the post edit, then I'll just decide at what point do I pick it up. And yeah. nine times out of 10, I just, I play the whole thing from the beginning. Now on the episode <laughs> we did, when I came to your studio this here recently, you edited, it, you listened to it. Um, it. I'm not fetching for a compliment guys. I know that's what it seems like, but after, because I know you critique every show. You, I mean, me as a podcaster, I do. When you heard our podcast, how, what did you critique? What did, how did you feel? How did we do? How did I do on the, the Fort Worth? You podcast? did great. And the first thing that I noticed, even before I started editing the show, yeah. that particular episode, you've gotten so much more comfortable in front of a microphone. And you do have your own unique style as well. But um, whenever we first sat down and recorded versus whenever we oh, sat yeah, down yeah. in the studio at at my studio yeah. recorded there was a totally different sam and you're much more confident um you know you're 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 better at what you do yeah so um yeah you you've gotten a, a lot better at your craft yeah well this is it's this cool man because a friend of mine posted uh, on instagram he was fighting with some uh lightsabers with buddy he was fighting with him and it's like right now we're kind of doing this thing and we're kind of showcasing what we do as podcasters sure. for people maybe y'all want to podcast or you know communicate you want to make communication a focus and your creativity and so this is kind of two different type of podcasters two different type of interview styles kind of sitting together and this this to me this brings out another style of communicating because i'm like i better i better be on point man because I, <laughs> I got andrew here no, and um 
I'm, I'm the easiest one to get along with. You yeah. don't have to worry about me at all. No, you, you, yeah, I agree, man. You, you're a good guy. Thank you so much for being my friend and, uh, and coming out today. Although I hate to date my, my episodes, but I'm going to date today a little bit. Here in, in Fort Worth, this past few days, this past three, four days, it has been icy and snowy. The city has shut down. And it has been crazy. And so I knew, I said, Andrew is not working. I'm not working. And I said, dude, come on, let's do this. And he said, yeah. And so here we are. This is a, and sometimes you do episodes like that. You know, you got to just do them quick and always be ready. So thank you for, for accepting it and then, and then coming out as well. And so now let, let us begin. Oh. The young Andrew, when you were young, where did you grow up? Tell me about your family life. Who were you a long time ago? You got you kind of a ghost to me, man. I know Andrew from Fort Worth Roots. That's the way I like to keep it. Yeah, going. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My family moves around a lot. We we're from West Texas, uh, starting off in Midland. And oh, okay. Working my way to Abilene, and then eventually landing in Arlington and then joining the military, moving yeah. around a lot, and then settling here in Fort Worth. Tell me a little bit about like when you grew up, what do you remember as a child that kind of made you who you are today? Were you, did you have a lot of friends? Did you ride a bike? Were you a skateboarder? Who, who and what kind of things were you into when you were young? The thing I've been thinking about a lot as far as my childhood, yeah. this just seems to be a reoccurring thought in my head is, I think I was in the last generation that was allowed to go out on their bicycles with mom, dad telling them, hey, when the streetlights come on, make sure you're back at the house, right? That was our rule. Yeah. And we had to check in, you know, if, if we left in the morning, say it was a Sunday and we were gonna be outside all day, the parents wanted us outside all day, but we would come back and check in around lunch, get, yeah. some, get a sandwich and then head back out. And we'd just get into mischief and yeah. playing drainage culverts and ride bicycles up and down the street, go to so-and-so's house, then so-and-so's house. Yeah. We just made a day out of running around, making yeah. it up as we went along. So what, what generation might you be? What year were you born? Well, I think I qualify as a millennial. Millennial. But I didn't start get I didn't get awarded that identifier until yeah. about 10 years ago, I feel like. God, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm, I'm 37 years okay, old. Okay, okay. No, no, no worries. You're going to feel <laughs> young next to me. I'm 40. So you're, you know. Right behind me, brother. So when you say that, it kind of brought back memories of me. Yeah. And I would ride my bike and I was far from my house, mm -hmm. you know, 10, 10, 15 miles away. My mom, I didn't tell her where I was going. That was always the challenge, right? You wanted to see how far you could take it. Yeah, we just went. <laughs> we just went and it was just a different world. Um, our younger kids, I have a daughter. She won't ever experience no. that. I can't let myself, I can't let her, even when we go to the grocery store, sadly enough, she has to be in my side, you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I don't want to be overprotective, but I also know the environment that we live in. And, and I do miss that growing up. And, and it, I guess it added to us a lot, like our confidence, right? Our, our sense of exploration yeah. was made back then because we were free to explore and kind of be kids. I'm sure there's a non-tangible, impossible to weigh quality yeah. that we gained from that freedom that we had to just be ourselves running around causing yeah. all sorts of mischief and not being plugged into a video game or yeah. you know they were, they were just plugged into the TV that's it it all lived in that little plastic container there was no internet plugged into it it was just yeah. that yeah that was it, it was all what a weird time anyway <laughs> anyways what did you enjoy the most that you can remember when you were a kid what what really made you happy what 
you know, what, what was Andrew's like number one hobby? Man, every year we'd go see the grandparents up in Arkansas. Oh, they had yeah. a farm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they'd bring us up right in time to kind of collect all the bales of hay. <laughs> Granddad had already yeah. bailed up, right? So yeah. we'd take the flatbed out there. And uh, if, if any of your listeners have done this before, they know there is no way to prepare your body for that kind of work. Oh. It's crazy. Throwing bales up on a flatbed and doing yeah. that for a week straight is usually what we would do mm -hmm. and then unloading it back at the barn and for mm -hmm. some reason that was that was absolute paradise to me the, yeah, the mountains and the fresh air and yeah. the farm getting to hang out in the barn bailing hay well there you great. go i'm going to give you another um you know uh, uh, something that connects us so i used to work at a feed store when i was young and so i know hay yeah i mean i would stack it you know 20 feet high and throw it around load trucks and we would deliver it to all these ranches out by Justin and stuff and we, yeah <laughs> and I remember starting and throwing it and kicking it with my knee and going up super high I remember how hard it was in the beginning and then towards the end I was like this is nothing yeah. man and I got pretty strong you know what I mean like from throwing hay around and then from what was it it was like the cheap kind and there was like alfalfa or something the greener with more moisture yeah. those things now that was some heavy hay oh, I bet. but this is that's just that's a, that's a rabbit trail <laughs> anyways but there you go that's a connection that kind of can solidify our friendship we we know hay we know how to throw some hay around and so okay here's a good one okay I, i'm looking for some lessons or some challenges that you went through and usually a lot of us get them from our first jobs where did you work at or some of your first jobs and maybe you had a challenge or, or a failure in those times. Boy, we were broke. We were so broke when I was a kid, oh. going into high school. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just couldn't wait until I, I think 15 was the age that most places would hire at. Yeah, and so, you were ready at 15. Oh, at 14 years, 11 months, and yeah. three weeks. You know, I had applications filled out. I yeah. was applying everywhere I could. And I finally picked up a job as a, uh, a grocery bagger at a Tom Thumb in yeah. Arlington, Texas. Ah, yes, and yes. Uh, man, that was, you know, it's a culture shock. Yeah. Trying to trying to do something like that on your feet all day, uh, trying not to screw up, trying to keep your job, you know? Yeah. And the stress that goes along with it, that's the first time yeah. having a job and you're, am I doing it right? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but I, I bet you if I was to go and grade young Andrew as a grocery bagger, I bet he was pretty badass. Was, but at yeah. the time, he he didn't know he was doing anything right. Yeah. He, he just he thought he was a second away from getting fired every day. <laughs> your, your demeanor for me is very positive, and you, you know, you're always smiling, you receive me well, you, you kind of lift my spirit every time I see yeah. you. We always have good conversations. And then you mentioned growing up super poor. I, we, we grew up super poor as well, but a lot of people like they hold down a grudge or they're angry whether it be at their parents or society and then in their later years you can still feel it so i don't feel it from you man like you got positive vibes and sometimes it's not intentional but what did you do or what happened in your life where you just you you've chosen not to let the way you grew up affect the way that you are now I think that people that walk around with a grudge like that probably don't have the ability for introspective thought, you know, to, to, to evaluate your situation and, and see your own shortcomings and ways that you could have improved your own life but chose a different route. And I've done that constantly my entire life. 
trying to chase a different goal or a different dream and uh, money being the last thing in my mind really. Mm. Uh, anyway, but I, I think that really what it gets down, what uh, drives that idea home is that I've seen how bad it can get in some places. And whenever I was very young, 19, 20 years old, I was in a third world country. I think Iraq was a third world country. It certainly seemed like a third world country when I was there. And to see how people were living, mm. you know, to, yeah. to see the inconveniences that they were faced with on a daily basis, yeah. and to see what real, real poverty was. When you come back from yeah. something like that, when you experience other people's, you see other people's absolute zero, like what broke yeah. looks like to them. Yeah. You know, if you got a job, if you got a roof over your head, if you got clothes that, you know, aren't two weeks dirty, and you ate within the last 24 hours, you're doing pretty good, man. So <laughs> so poverty to me, uh, I, don't, I don't think looks a lot like it does for other people. Andrew's gonna be so mad at me. Look, watch my thumb, Have you not watch my thumb. Have you not been recording? Um. <laughs> but it picked it up on there, right? Welcome to the failed podcast. Yeah, I got it on there. <laughs> I have the audio on there. See, Okay. You need to see this because it happens. You get and the backup. So the secondary audio, <laughs> the secondary audio is so important, and I have that in place, so I'm not too worried. But I glanced over here, and I saw the red buttons. It was green. I and saw I, it when you saw it, and I was like, "Oh my!" I gosh. saw you see it, but it's all good. It's all on there. Okay, so <laughs> we shall continue. Are you going to be able to use that? Yeah. Okay. Well, no. So I'm just going to go from where we're at. And uh, I'll just take it up to there and then, and then take this one and just whatever, paste it together. Because this one has more like, um, for people that want a podcast, this one has more depth in the sound. That one has more mids in it. Yeah. And then this one has more lows. So you'll be able to tell a difference, but as far as learn, uh, listening to the content, you won't listen. So we don't to have it. to start over. No, we don't have to start over. That's some good content. Uh, Andrew, you have to cry again, bro, on cue. It's at the same time. I'm all out of juice. Oh, man. Anyways, no big deal when challenges happen. That's the whole point of the failed podcast. That was a total fail. But what I've learned is just, Sam, you, you have a choice. You either quit, beat yourself up, or you keep going. You learn from it and so on. This wasn't scripted? No. <laughs> I was like, you saw me? You saw me look over? I did. I saw your eyes look at that button, and I went, uh-oh. Because I knew what you Is were that doing. recording, man? Yeah. <laughs> if that wasn't... Man, I hope you keep all of this. I, I will. I will. This is, <laughs> okay. Refocus. Okay, Sam. You got this, bro. You got this. Now, and so, you know, gr growing up, you like you said, you you know, you, you were poor. But I, I see that it doesn't affect you now. And, and that's a hard thing. Like, the, there's some challenges that we go through, whether we choose them or not. But we do choose how they're gonna if we're gonna live with them every day. And from my perspective, you've chosen not to let that bother you every day. I, I, I see you, you're happy, you're motivated, you're even what you learn from those times when we, off camera we were talking about your podcast mm. and how long you went. And that you know, there's there's no money, there might not be support. And that in essence, you were poor when you were podcasting, but you kept going. Yeah. And slowly you're growing out now, now you're getting more rich, you're getting more supporters, more listeners, and so on. But but I can't tell the difference when I listen to old stuff <laughs> to new stuff. Like you were just showing up and you were the same Andrew, but constantly improving. And so I think that's a quality 
that a lot of us can learn from is don't let your past just stick with you, man. Learn from it and grow, you know? It means a lot. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in your life? That's a deep question, I know. Yeah, it is. I think just direction, man. Yeah. There's so many different ways that you can live this life. And I've tried a bunch of them. (laughs) And uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly what direction I want to go. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest struggle for me is just going, well, damn, did I take a left back there when I should have taken a right? You know what I mean? Should I have stuck with that? Um, Something that I think about a lot is getting out of the military. Mm -hmm. I did it for 12 years. uh, What branch did you serve on? Army. Army. And at some point, I just looked around and went, this is not for me anymore, man. It just, it wasn't the same. I I went in uh, 2005. 2005 artillery and by the time I got out I was in reserves and I was in aviation so these are totally different worlds and uh, at some point I just decided that I needed to get out of it but there's Mm -hmm. not you know hardly a week that goes by that I don't go man I miss my buddies I I miss wearing that uniform yeah I miss the rank too you know I'd I'd earned myself just a just a touch of rank yeah yeah and um, things change when I walked into the (laughs) hangar dude all the everybody underneath me all the all the guys with less rank than me and some of the guys with more rank than me yeah. would kind of part like Moses in the Red Sea because they knew if I was on the floor you know yeah. orders were about to start getting barked out yeah and that was a you see that, that's easy to like yeah that, that's something that you don't get in civilian yeah world, Be, being you know? the man you yeah. know being 12 years that's a long time what are some of the challenges or maybe I don't know a failure that's funny or serious, whatever, that you experienced during those 12 years that have that you've overcome, learned from, and make you a better person today? Well, I'm having trouble pinpointing any kind of military uh, situation like that, but I will tell you the story of Austin. How about that? Let's go. I uh, made a trip down to Austin not too long ago. I've been back in Fort Worth for about two years now, but I ran, I ran down to Austin to chase a job opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, they literally called me up out of the blue. Somebody had worked for years and years ago. He said, hey, I started this company. I'm looking for good people to help me run it. Would you be interested? And I said, well, you know, what you would have to pay me and what you would have to agree to Mm -hmm. to get me to move away from Fort Worth would be completely unreasonable. And he said, I tell you what, write it down, send it to me, and let's see if we can make it work. So I wrote out an impossible job description. I wanted to be the operations manager and I had all these demands and uh, I had a a price point in mind too for my annual salary. Oh yeah. And I sent it to him and he said yes. Yeah. That (laughs) happens sometimes. (laughs) So, you know, I'm I'm very excited about this. I'm thinking, man, everything that I've done in life has Mm. finally paid off. Yeah. I'm gonna go down there, I'm gonna start this brand new life. It's gonna be great. And I get down there and after Six weeks, I realized I messed up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, wow. I had to kind of limp myself back to Fort Worth, uh, yeah. beat up and feeling stupid, you know? That's tough. Because all my friends, all my family, whenever I moved down to Austin, they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you, you don't understand. This is great. This is going to be such a good thing for me. And to have to, you know. Were you? Be- what do you think it was? Were you, were you naive? Were you too excited? 
what was it that you had to face? Because six weeks is not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then come... well, I kept I kept it up for uh, ten months. Oh, okay. But yeah, after about six weeks, you, you... I knew I screwed up. <laughs> Got it. Man, that's a rough time then for the rest of those <laughs> yeah. nine years. Well, or nine months. Yeah, it was a rough ride. It really was. But um, no, I just I I overestimated the situation. Yeah. And I overestimated the people that I was going to work for. Got it. And once I realized what I'd gotten myself into, I, I knew I was going to have to pivot. You know. <laughs> well, so. what are some valuable lessons that that you learned from that situation? I'm asking because of this. There's someone watching, an opportunity comes, and you're like, yeah, 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 burn this bridge, burn that, buy a piece, boom, boom, and then you leave, and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to cross <laughs> back <Yeah>. over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you learn from that? Well, and uh, there's probably you know, three dozen different situations that this would apply to, but just you have to be flexible. And, yeah. and, and that's just life. And that's that's with Great. everything you're gonna run into because the one thing you can count on is life is completely unpredictable. Mm. And uh, as prepared as you think you are, as yeah. careful as you were writing out your own job description and crossing all the T's and dotting the I's, yeah. sometimes it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you truly have no control Whenever it comes down to it, you don't know what's going to happen with your health. Yeah. You don't know the decisions other people are going to make. You don't know what's going to happen with the economy tomorrow. Yeah. There's so many factors that you do not have any control over. So the number one thing yeah. and the thing that I had before I went down there and the thing that got me safely back to Fort Worth yeah. is that I'm I'm a pretty flexible guy. I, I can I can uh, hang with the best of them yeah. in that category <laughs> for sure. We've all failed. I've had a lot of failures in life, and that's what the whole point of the Failed Podcast is. is I try to be open about it, not not like so people can like look at me and say, "Oh, poor Sam," but so that they can say, "You know what? Sam learned from it, and he's still going." That you know, that kind of that's the message that right. I want to put out there. What's the best lesson that failure has taught you? Um, whatever type of failure you've been through, what what do you think some of the lessons are? Keep some extra food. <laughs> you gotta explain what, what do you what keep some extra food? Man, so I the thing that keeps me kind of sane and, and keeps me from worrying too much is doing little things like, you know, tucking a little bit of money back. You know, yeah. I have several yeah. accounts with just a little bit of money in it. If yeah. things get real bad I can dip into. But I I do that intentionally, just in case. You never know. When I'm at the grocery store and I'm picking up my fresh vegetables and my meat for the week and, you know, all those perishable goods, I'm also known for going down the peanut butter aisle, getting some peanut butter, getting some canned food, you know, things that won't go bad. But there's just these little bitty things that I do that that keep me calm. I know I'm not going to go hungry because I got, you know, $100 worth of peanut butter and canned food in the pantry and things like that. I've got a little bit of money set back and little accounts. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's little things I do to prepare myself for upcoming failures because they are coming, right? right <laughs> yeah. Are you scared of fail? I don't think so. Not no more? No. You've learned. It's just a day of the week, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, man. That's good. It's true. What are you most proud of in life so far? I think at different times in my life, I've been really proud of certain things. Um, you know, for a very long time, my, my military status and 
the, the kids that were um, underneath me that I was getting to instruct, teach, and make sure that they were being taken care of. Um, that's something I was really proud of because I knew that I was, in my mind, doing everything that somebody in my position should do to take care of the people underneath them. Yeah. So that's something I was really proud of. Lately, the podcast, uh, Fort Worth Roots podcast, that's something I'm extremely proud of because it's finally starting to get just a little, just the smallest amount of recognition. And that feels really good because it's something that I've worked on yeah. for years now. Um, that's probably, yeah, right now that's my proud moment. <laughs> what do you hope to achieve in the future? What's one of your big goals, personal or podcast, whatever? This is going to sound insane, and that's because it is. I really want to have my own spaceship. Okay. Spaceship? Yeah. You're in the right time for that. I know. It was weird before Elon and um, uh, Bezos was yeah. around, but now, now, I just heard that Tom Cruise is going to have a scene in a movie where he's actually in space. Any other time, that would have been like, whatever, man. Like, it's so yeah. different. Not no more. Guess yeah. what? He's going to have a part in space in a movie. Well, there was this lull, you know. We had all the Apollo missions, and then um, we kind of pulled back Enterprise uh, or those those types of shuttles. Yeah. Uh, we were running those back and forth to the ISS for uh, a while. And then, you know, those became obsolete and out of date, and NASA decided to pull the entire shuttle program. Yeah. Or... More specifically, I, I think this is accurate. President Obama mm -hmm. was in office whenever they scrubbed uh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got nothing bad to say about that man except for the shuttle mission getting scrubbed. Yeah, man, I love lives. space. <laughs> I love space. But necessary. I found out later that the reason they did that was so that NASA could take the allotted money that they get every year and start kind of squirreling it away for their new shuttle program, which I think we're going to see roll out in either 24 or 25. Really? Well, so. okay, so I was at uh, Omaha Surplus today, and there was a hat and it said, you know, I think it was United States uh, Space Force. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I've That's seen it. It's a real it. thing. It's a real thing. It's, I mean, I, was, I saw the show with Steve Carell, you know, <laughs> it, but but I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's a branch. It's a real It's thing. a branch now. Yeah. And so it was kind of, I was like, I picked up the hat for a second and I showed my daughter and I go, ah, let me put it Because I thought it was cool. I, so much, you, we've gained so much for every space travel that we have done. We've gained so much, we don't even know it, you know, because of all the research and stuff that goes. There's, there's a website and you can just kind of follow along with NASA and see what yeah. they're doing. But I mean, there is something going on every week. Yeah. And you don't hear about anything but the really big stuff or the bad stuff, but yeah. there are discoveries and there are missions going on all the time. You know what I saw and I'm really enjoying is they recently started taking photos with this new and advanced camera. Mm -hmm. They were getting the most clear photos of, of planets like mm -hmm. never before. And so I look at them and I'm like, dude, that is... It's amazing. That's it's called, like you did it with an iPhone. It's right down yeah. the sh across the street. Yeah. It looks so good. It's called the James Webb Space Telescope. There you go. And uh, it is, oh. it's is—it's—it's opening up the universe for us. Yeah. I, I love how clear everything it's looks. unbelievable. Clarity. Mm -hmm. Clarity does something. What is the most important lesson that you've learned in life so far? Hmm. Don't count on anybody else. And that might sound kind of cynical, but you really have to be able to stand on your own two feet. You need to be able to solve problems on your own. You need to be your own hero. You need to be your own 
savior or however you want to put it you've got to be able to take care of yourself and if your goal is to help other people you have to be able to operate from a strong base before you can take care of other people so that's that's my that's my guiding light right there you know make sure that i'm good make sure my feet are flat on the ground before i start trying to spread the, the helping hand too far we all like to smile. We all like to be happy. We search it in so many different ways. What do you think the key is to happiness? It's internal. You you've got to generate it yourself. Yeah. Um, and that that's something. It's I, not buying new shoes. Okay. Right? No, it might be. I don't know. That's what does it for you. No. Go get them. <laughs> but I I think that uh, what people run into a lot uh, that drives them into spiraling depression is counting on um, happiness to come from an external source, you know, like your, your your wife or your husband or your friends or whatever. Name a thing or a person. If you're trying to get your happiness from that thing, if you're trying to derive your happiness from an external source, you're going to come up short every single time. Yeah. And um, I want to say it was Jim Carrey just recently. Said, uh, what, I say recently, within the last couple of years, said something to the effect of, I hope everybody at some point gets to be filthy rich, millionaire, just so they can see that's not where happiness comes from. And that just that's really important for that's people. Great. And I wish he'd have said it a little different because, you know, that focuses people on, oh, yeah, wealth doesn't bring happiness, but it's more than that. It's yeah. internal. You, And as corny as this sounds, you really have to find a way to just choose to be happy and I'm not happy all the time I'm (laughs) pissed off and miserable at least two or three days out of the week but I try I try to to get that happiness internally and not expect other people or things to provide that to me I I look at all these like billionaires that are out there and everyone thinks you know money is going to answer everything and then they buy a perfectly good boat Mm -hmm. right it's their first boat and you're like yeah that would be the end for me. <laughs> and, and, and right then, there, done. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> and it's huge, two, three hundred million dollars. Yeah. But they buy another. Thing. Yeah. And then they remodel it, and then they buy yeah, another. And, they, and you just can't. And it just proves that that what Jim Carrey said. Like it just. I wish everyone could experience it, so you can know that this it might be fun, but it, you know you're never gonna be satisfied. Happiness isn't gonna truly come from yeah. from stuff because it doesn't even work for the people that have everything. No. They're still chasing so something. Miserable, messed up people on the planet. What What do you enjoy doing on your free time? So, I me, picture you just podcasting the whole time. So, this is seriously, man. In the mirror, practicing. So, somebody asked me that recently, and I was like, "Damn, um, I don't really have hobbies anymore. I spend so much time on the podcast um, that that I really have sacrificed all my hobbies. And I want to get back into those." Um, but going to the gun range, you know, yeah. once a month and just practicing a skill that I don't want to lose. Yeah. Uh, kayaking. Kayaking has always been something that I've really enjoyed. You just get out there and you go. It doesn't cost anything. Is it safe to kayak the Trinity? Yeah, I wouldn't drink the water or even get it on your skin. Have you kayaked it? Yeah. It's fine? Okay. Well, Because I've done it. I just want to make sure. And there's different. I mean, you know, the Trinity runs like deep into the country and all the way down to the coast. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I think so it goes down from top to bottom. There are different little pockets of the Trinity and some of it you don't want to get in. Yeah. I was going down the Trinity, uh, this was somewhere in Arlington and I'm paddling, I'm just going, 
down the river and this guy like not dressed for kayaking yeah was coming against the current he's paddling his ass off yeah. and the guy does not look like in shape like he's not the kind of guy that gets out there and kayaks yeah. for fun and uh he's he's coming up through the, up the river and i go hey good morning and he like almost fell off of his kayak i come to find out later that drug runners had been using the trinity to get drugs through town without getting you know pulled over and detected and whenever I thought back about that situation, I was like, his boat was loaded down with bags. Yeah. He did have a giant oversized backpack. He was not a kayaker. He wasn't right. dressed for kayaking. <laughs> like this is all so I wonder if maybe I ran into some I was wondering of, why his kayak was gold and it had a radio <laughs> and it was no I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so I got in, I had got a kayak, and I and I'm pretty I mean, I'll do things, you know, I'm pretty athletic. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it, but I'm good. And so I, I got on the Trinity from downtown. It was like the, I never done it. Uh-huh. I jumped into it. I didn't fall in the water. I'm glad I didn't, but I jumped in from a rock. Okay. I didn't have, I didn't, I wasn't able to stabilize myself with a paddle. And then I just, I, I had someone drop me off and I put my truck way over there by White Settlement Road. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm just going to ride all the way there. It was and it was my first time jumping in there. No one knew I was there. Oh no! And I did it. I mean, it took them a while, but I did it. But I, yeah. I realized that. It, so you're going with the current all the time? Uh, yeah. And the water level was good, so you weren't yeah. getting stuck or having to walk. No, no, it was good. But I mean, I could have got hurt or seriously injured or something because I just didn't know. I do stuff like that too. But anyway, it was funny. <laughs> but that's cool to know that you do that. Maybe one day we'll go kayaking yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I know they rent them out by downtown sometimes. And you know, I bought that big box truck that's supposed to be a mobile podcast studio. You're going to turn it into a kayak? Well, I, I'm I wanna, joking. No, I seriously, I want to either put a rack on top or have enough room inside of it so that we can take kayaks with us. We could just do like a podcast kayaking thing yeah. once a month or something, load up the mobile podcast yeah. studio with kayaks and get it. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> this is a great question. I'm curious what you're going to say. What do you think makes a good friend? Um, acceptance. <laughs> uh, my my closest friends um, just kind of accept me for the crazy nerdy weirdo that I am, and uh, we get along great. Yeah. So probably acceptance, I think. <laughs> what inspires you to create? Hmm. Well, I release my episodes on uh, Mondays, right? Yeah. And all the other great podcasts in Fort Worth release them at different times during the week. So I just listen to their podcast. I steal all their content, and then I put it on my show. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my, my type of creation is finding people with great stories and making that available to the public. Yeah. I knew whenever I started my show that I'm not the interesting guy. So let me go find interesting people and just disseminate that information to the public. What's something that you've learned about people and interviewing people from being a podcaster, being a creative? What's something that you didn't know in the beginning and then now after so many people, I know, what's the guy, Raphael, the the Ninja Turtle? Mm -hmm. All the way to the ex-mayor of Fort Worth, to Tim Love, Mm -hmm. name a few people. I mean, it's like, get out of here, dude. You've had a lot of people. And, and it just keeps getting better and better. How do you keep improving to get better and better so that you can bring out the best in your guests? Now we're gonna jump into Let's Talk Podcast. Okay, I could do that all day. Um, well, one thing I've realized is that there's not a 
for me anyway, there's not a good format that I can put together that's going to work on every single guest. So I keep an open format. Uh, I just kind of go with the flow. And yeah. what I have found is that every single person that I sit down with is completely different than anybody else that I've ever podcasted with. Yeah. Now, when I, whenever I have repeat guests on, <coughs> excuse me, when I have repeat guests on, that's when we get to, you know, loosen up, more comfortable, like this is nothing. I know exactly how this is going to go yeah. because we've done this before. Yeah. I know what kind of person you are, so it's it's easy that way, but... Yeah, everybody's different. Yeah, because when you interview someone one time, you kind of, you can go all in. Then if you interview them a second time, you have a whole lot that you can't use. And you have, now you have to use, a, you have to come at them with, with another approach. What's someone that you've interviewed twice that have, has made you think, I need a, what approach am I going to take now? Because interviewing first is different from twice. Oh, wow. Um have you I, done anyone? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We've had, uh, uh, you know, like I had Joe Savage, a uh, local musician, on uh, four times. He's been on the oh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a great example, actually, right there, because, you know, when I first met him, we were there to talk about music. And then uh, the next episode, he was getting ready to leave for um, the uh, El Camino de Santiago, which is a 500-mile walk across Spain. So the second interview, we weren't talking as much about music. We were talking yeah. about music plus, yo, dude, what kind of shoes are you going to get? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then the third one, I think he had just gotten back from his trip. So we were talking about that, a little bit about how he's gearing up to get back into the music groove here yeah. in Fort Worth. And so, yeah, you, you take a little bit of, you're building a friendship with people at that point. You know? and, and there's so many guests that I've had on that I, I really want to have back on the show. Yeah. You know, just to see what their progression. And you, oh, yeah. you mentioned one of them, Betsy Price, our, our former mayor. She was a mayor for, I believe, 11 years. Uh, former Fort Worth. mayor. Yeah. I yes. use X. Maybe that sounds a little, yeah, former mayor. Yeah. I should use that better. That potato, potato, potato. Yeah. Thank you. But uh, that's somebody that I'd love to have back on the show because she's she's absolutely a public, public speaker. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's a she, pro. She's a Jedi yeah. at, uh, at managing the mic and handling the conversation. Yeah. And it's just really easy to sit down with somebody like that. But I, I had Lance on from, uh, it's probably you from the podcast. Uh -huh. Same. Yeah. So I had, I had that feeling. I'm yeah. like, he's a pro. I yeah. could just be like, hey, how you feeling? And I could have like made some coffee and, and <laughs> the podcast would have been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, po podcasting. Here's my question. There's a lot of people right now. There's just like thing like start a podcast, start a podcast. Oh, you need marketing, start a podcast. You want to start a podcast. And I don't know when I hear that, I don't think people understand that they're looking at it as a very established thing as opposed to the building up thing. Like they never talk about the building up. They're assuming it's just everyone's going to make it. So what's some of the real part of podcasting that people don't realize whenever they're just like throwing it out there like as if it's an easy thing yeah well like anything else in life um if it's new to you do your research look at the numbers yeah go you know watch some videos on uh, a true podcast professional talk about the ups and downs ins and outs and all the difficulties that you'll run into um to be honest with you podcasting is not that difficult you can yeah. take your smartphone and you can talk into it and then you can take a free app on your phone and you can publish that thing and just yeah. send it out there you go you are now a podcaster but to do it right to do it like sam does it um on the failed podcast you know with this high speed equipment these excellent microphones he's got a format he's been doing this for 
a long, long time. He knows what he's doing. To 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 get to that point, you're yeah. gonna need to do your homework. Yeah, I think there's a difference between doing and then like having the <clears throat> like the talent. Like to do it is easy. Like email this that program your phone. Then yeah, now you're doing it. But to create episodes, to create content. How does how how have you become better at that? Like how, like what would you tell someone about creating the content, not necessarily just creating a podcast? I think those are two different things. Like fifty episodes in, yeah. not not the first and second, maybe the fiftieth. What separates the fiftieth from the a few in the beginning? Just just consistency. You yeah. know, if you're if you're gonna roll into it and decide that you're gonna do the thing, you need to decide right off the bat, am I gonna do this weekly, monthly, am I gonna do this twice a week? Yeah. If you do it more than weekly, my hat is off to you. That's that's a hell of a challenge. It is. Especially if you have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do. Yeah. Um, but just consistency is is probably the most important part of it, yeah. I would think. Well, and what do you? What did you teach yourself about about podcasting that you would wish you would have known sooner? Probably that you're going to have some people that maybe you wish you hadn't have had on the show, yeah. or maybe you wish you hadn't have interacted with mm -hmm. because you thought you were going to get this great interview out of it, and they ended up not showing up or canceling on you or something like that. Or maybe you did the entire recording, and then a day later they called you and they said, "Hey, uh, I don't, I don't want you to release that." You're like, "What?" Yeah, it happens. It does. So with my podcast now, and this just started recently, I added a prompt on one of those buttons, and it says, "Hey, thanks for joining the Fort Worth Roots podcast. We're going to start recording here in a minute. Just a couple of admin notes. Please make sure that the headphones are on securely." And comfortably, make sure that microphone's right next to your mouth. Yeah. And just so you know, this is your last chance to run out of here screaming because once we start recording, it is public information. I will not, re I won't reduce this for you. I will not remove it for you. Yeah, you are giving me permission to use every bit of our recording. Yeah. That's you know, smart. There's just there, but there's things like that that you're going to run into. And I, I think if you're recording anybody on video, yeah. uh, audio or any you know photographs you need a release yeah and you need to make sure that the people that you're involving in your art in your craft yeah. understand that you are going to use that content so that's true you know make sure you get that out of the <laughs> all the legal stuff you don't want no drama after. Oh, and, and, and just setting the expectation yeah. too because it doesn't necessarily need to be about legality yeah, yeah. It, you just need to set the expectation that hey I'm not going to waste your time. You're not going to waste Don't my waste time. time. So, yeah. So, what else can you tell me about about podcasting that a fellow podcaster, someone who's going to launch that's just good advice? What else could you share with us? How many episodes have you done so those people listening can know where that kind of your advice is coming from? This Monday is going to be episode 121. I have done Oh, is it? Am I coming up on 3 years? I think so, yeah. It's gonna be three years. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. So I'm coming up on three years, 121 episodes. Monday's episode is with uh, the CEO and president of the United Way. Nice. And so, um, yeah, my advice to you is, why are you doing this? Are, <laughs> are you doing it because you think you're gonna get famous? I was uh, just telling your wife before we got started, talking about starting a podcast. 
Yeah. I hope I can say that. Absolutely. Um, but stay tuned. He's trying to just spill the beans. But <laughs> I'm going to put this on. It's all good. Stay tuned. It. You can edit it if you need to. I think I'll leave it on. But what I was telling her is a year into this, I was getting 10 downloads per episode. Yeah. You know, in after a year. Of you, what do you mean? It wasn't a thousand from the get go? That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So now if you've got a great following already through your social media, if you're already established in your field or something like that, if you can fall into a niche, you could probably get some really impressive numbers up really quick. But if you're just a nobody like me and uh, you're starting out from ground zero, boy, that's a hard grind. So if, yeah. if, if my, my question to anybody that's starting a podcast is why? Because if you're doing it for any other reason, just the enjoyment, other than just the enjoyment, you're not, you need a different hobby. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 100%. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you, man, for coming on. Absolutely, man. Honor is always, always yeah. mine. It, it was great, man. I, I, um, I enjoyed this time together, and uh, and I hope that y'all enjoyed it. You know, we just we just bring people on here, and my goal is just to share their stories and see what they've been through, see what they've learned, and who they've become from those lessons. And so, thank you so much, Andrew. Is Andrew Turner from the Fort Worth Roots Podcast? Is there anything you want to plug? Or say if either way, I'm gonna put everything in the description below right. so people can find you and listen to your stuff. And and every Monday he's posting, so you can just you can put that in your calendar and you have something to listen to on Mondays for sure. I got one shout out. Do That's it. Okay. Do it. Uh, we have an incredible uh, scene here in Fort Worth. We have a great group of musicians here in the Fort Worth area, Tarrant County as a whole. Uh, we have a great, really tight knit group of podcasters. Fort Worth has something special. And if you uh, don't know what I'm talking about, then you need to seek it out because it's here for you and uh, we want you to enjoy it. That's why we create this stuff. So check out your local podcasters, check out your local musicians, get out of the house and go see a show. You know, for $10, you can go see an incredible live show at venues all over Fort Worth. So thank you, Andrew, for coming on the Feld Podcast and thank you, the listeners, for your support. Give us a follow, Give us um, hit the like button and help us grow our reach by sharing. And you know what I always say, we'll see you on the next one. Andrew, thank you again, my man.